0: Welcome to Deep Dive, where we seek to explore everyday topics on a deeper level from a biblical perspective. As young adults, we are constantly flooded with the opinions and beliefs of others. It is easy to get lost in the confusion and chaos of this world as the constant pressure of society seeks to drown us. As young adults ourselves, our goal in this podcast is to utilize God's word to help us navigate through the young adult years the way God intended. Join us as we dive deep into today's episode. Welcome back to the Deep Dive Podcast. This is officially episode three, and I'm joined by Josh.
1: Y'all, we are so hyped to be here with y'all. With, with, why are you saying y'all? Well, as it it happens, I had a crazy thing happen to me. What what happened today? I was at the uh, Cosmic Rodeo that GCU held. Okay. Didn't really know what it was. Mostly went for the free food. Unbeknownst to me, when you scanned in, they entered your name into a raffle. Oh. So I'm just chilling, sitting there eating my tater tots, and all of a sudden, I hear over the speaker, Joshua Kaiser, and they're holding up a cowboy hat. I'm like, no chance. This never <laughs> happened. So I won a cowboy hat in a, in a uh, raffle, so I'm just chilling with a cowboy hat on it, and I feel so country. It's amazing. That's,
0: that's kind of amazing, actually.
1: It is. That's really cool. How was your day? Uh,
0: my day was pretty solid, honestly. I got up at 6 a.m., and got some time in the word. I'm not trying to flex. That's just kind of how it happened. I uh, actually went on a run too, so that, that felt really good. And uh, had a flag football game uh, playoffs. Took a dub. It Was thirty three to zero. So you know we we smacked them. Um, sportsmen like though they're yeah, very sportsmen. They, they really were, and it was also the glory of God. Like it was a cool game. That that was. I have a lot of respect for that other team. But I will say, Josh, your cowboy hat looks ridiculous.
1: Owen, it, I'm hurt. I'm that deeply hurts me. However, I will forgive you for that. That was so cheesy. <laughs> but
0: if you didn't pick up, that kind of is a great segue into what we're talking about today. We are going to talk about what
1: Josh forgiveness, guys. That was a just beautiful transition that, there. Honestly, we that didn't wasn't rehearse bad. that at all. No. it was just totally on the spot. It,
0: it really was. But yeah. I, in in all honesty, just
1: before we move on, your cowboy hat kind of does look good. Thank like, you. I'll admit it's that. white. For it those is of you who don't know what it looks like. White with a black little sash. Yeah. Anyways, back to the topic. Oh, and what is forgiveness? What does the dictionary say forgiveness is? <laughs> okay. If am I'm,
0: I'm going to give you guys two different definitions of forgiveness. The first one is the worldly definition, the one that you Google. Okay. Um, and the second one is sort of a biblical definition. There's no strict biblical definition of what forgiveness is, but this is from gotquestions.org. Uh, and I think they have a great summary of it, but... Uh, first, our worldly definition. This is... You can Google this and this will pop up. It says, The action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Very creative. They really, like, got to the deep nitty gritty stuff there. They, they said forgiveness like three times. Forgiveness and... equals the action of forgiving. Hmm. That tells me everything I need to know. Exactly. Not at all. Um, so, the the definition... On gotquestions.org, which is a great reference, by the way, if you haven't heard of it, you can type in any question you want, and yep. it'll give biblical references for it's it. It's like
1: Google, but for
0: the Bible. It's pretty epic. Well, well, that was good. That was well summarized. Yeah. Thank you. Anyways, uh, got questions? Definition is a release or dismissal of a debt in need of payment.
1: Boom, boom.
0: That has a little more sustenance to it. Yes, a little more that we can go off of. Yep. Um,
1: you want to kind of hit on why? we need forgiveness of yes i do the one of the central parts of the gospel message focuses around how we were created to be with god and when adam and eve sinned humans had were then had a sinful nature and our sins separate us from god so we need reconciliation for that to be able to be with God. Like it was originally intended. Mm-hmm. Romans 6, 23 says the, for the wages of sin, are death. Right. So that's one reason we need forgiveness because without it, we, we deserve death essentially. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pulling up second Corinthians five um,
0: 21. 21. I'm sorry. 21, which says for our sake, He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that we in him, or so, sorry, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. And so it's definitely
1: like a tongue twister to try and read that verse. I misread it a couple times when we were reading it, but it just shows we need to be righteous with God since God is righteous and he's just, we need to be reconciled with him Yeah, and that's why we need to be forgiven of our sins. Exactly, but one one kind of
0: issue that we might run into when looking at forgiveness in the Bible is is the fact that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice and the the forgiveness of our sins, right? But in the Old Testament, they didn't have Jesus.
1: Yeah, that's something that a lot of people get hung up on, and a lot of people find the Old Testament kind of confusing. Like why is it why is it included in the Bible? And one of the things that I think and I think it's a pretty simple answer from my point of view and mm-hmm. i think the whole old testament is just to point us to our need for a savior and so the old testament the way they had to uh get their sins forgiven was wild it was way it was kind of can wild. you explain to us a little bit of the process that went into that yeah it was through animal sacrifice right and now is this like any animal you want or does it have to be like a specific one can you just sacrifice like hey, no. I don't like that one I it's get rid it's got to
0: be a specific animal and even down to like the specific meats of the animals do you want to kind of yeah and it animals? also
1: it's an animal without blemish mm-hmm. so a perfect animal you can't just give them like hey that guy has a that lamb has a broken leg like right. i'll sacrifice that one because yeah. it it's no good to me yeah it's a perfect lamb exactly and 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 that is
0: a really interesting thing to analyze because you know there was no um, perfect thing in the world back then, right? We're sinful by nature. We're born into it. But a lamb without blemish, right? That yeah. was something of high value to them, right? That was that was either like, you know, they would get wool from that or they would eat it and it would be really, really good meat, right? Uh,
1: and why, why was sacrifice needed? Hebrews 9.22 mm-hmm. says, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So in order to achieve forgiveness, there must be, there has to be a shedding of blood, which is why it was so imperative for the animal sacrifices in the Old Testament, which God commanded them to do. Yeah. For, but this, the problem with that was it was only temporary atonement. Right. So it wasn't, so the animal basically took the place of the human who sinned and deserved death. The animal died instead and took the place of that person for their sins, yeah. which is all to point us to our need for a permanent sacrifice so we don't have to keep on sacrificing animals for our sins. Exactly. Who, who is that? Who Who is that perfect sacrifice? That was Jesus Christ. Boom. On the cross. And so
0: John 1 29 says, uh, this is in reference to John the Baptist, I believe. Yes. Right? I believe John and, the Baptist is saying this. And he says, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, I want to break down that verse just a little bit there because there's some interesting terminology we we see the lamb of God, right? And and that almost parallels with the Old Testament use of lambs as yeah. sacrifices, right? Yep. But this is this is the lamb of God. This is this the is the son. Lamb. This is the perfect human who entered in this world to ultimately die for our sins and that's what can be seen in the second part of that verse which says who takes away the sin of the world
1: yeah um i think we we definitely do some of our research we do a little bit of research just because we want to learn more as we try and i I don't really want to say teach but like we learn we're, so we're learning
0: we can... along with everyone else and so this yeah. is just as much so for our benefit as
1: it is got for questions is definitely one of the things we use a lot and this is a good summary of the transition from animal sacrifices to our no longer need for animal sacrifices and the it it says basically that animal sacrifices stopped with jesus Jesus was the ultimate sacrificial substitute once for all time and the reference they have is Hebrews 7 which says he has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily first for his own sins and then for those of the people since he did this once for all when he offered up himself and and that's and, just referring to his perfection yeah. right and he
0: was without sin. He was the ultimate sacrifice yep. on the
1: cross. And back, the priests in the Old Testament had to sacrifice the animals for the atonement, first of themselves, as it said, and then they had to do another sacrifice for the people to atone for their sins also. And basically, it just points to our need, like point, the animal sacrifices point to Jesus' sacrificial death for us and for our sins, um Romans three twenty-three and twenty-four. Do you want me to pull that? I know up? what three twenty-three is, but I don't have three twenty-four I quite oh. memorized.
0: Sword yet. drill. Sword drill. Do you remember doing those back in Sunday school? So fun.
1: That was the best. I bro. love it. I love When I'm sword teaching drills. the little kids and they do a sword drill, and they I'm like <laughs> open up to Colossians and all of a sudden they in get Second a, Chronicles. They, I'm like, oh <laughs> But they are close. get
0: competitive though, bro. Oh, it's epic. They get competitive. Anyways, uh Romans three twenty-three says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Yep. And that's just adding on to what we've been saying, right? Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. The the sacrifice that the people had been waiting for for mm-hmm. thousands of years, right? Yeah. And so... um.
1: Yeah, also, that's just, yeah. earlier we mentioned Romans 6, 23, we said for the wages of sin is death and that's why we need forgiveness. Yep. There is a second part of that. There is. And it's the way, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Exactly. So it sounds hopeless kind of at the start. Like we all deserve death because we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus comes along and he's like, just kidding. Like I got yeah. y'all. Yeah. No, y'all seriously. Y'all are chilling. Can you stop saying y'all? Sorry, it sounds so unnatural. He's really trying to make it sound
0: natural. It just doesn't. He's really embracing the cowboy inside of him. I am. um But how does this parallel with the way we are called to forgive others nowadays? Right? Because it's not like Jesus came, died for our sins, forgave us, and we're just able to go live willy nilly and do whatever we want. We never have to forgive each other.
1: like so, you like, know, we like, reconciled with God, but not with other people. Exactly, and, and so we're still called to forgive yeah. others, mm-hmm. right? And why? Why should we? Why should we forgive other people?
0: Uh, Ephesians four thirty two sword drill uh, has a really good summary of that. Yeah. Um, Ephesians four thirty two says, "Man, I'm slow. I'm out of practice." Uh, it says, "Be kind to one another." tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you.
1: Yes. And then kind of along those same lines, Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Mm. And the general idea is God forgave us first. Yeah. So why would we not forgive others? Exactly. Like, every day I do something stupid and God forgives me.
0: And so I So think- why shouldn't
1: I forgive Owen if he does something to me like insult your hat yeah
0: yeah no and I think in all seriousness like we we can see that in in Jesus and and we are called to reflect Jesus we are supposed to seek to become more Christ-like in our actions and our behaviors and the way we live out this life right Mm -hmm. and so that's just another way where not only uh, we are becoming more christ like but we're setting an example for others right yes. and through the act of forgiveness it's all on the it's all along the the thought process of planting seeds right your yeah. your act of kindness towards them, if they're a Christian, should stir the Holy Spirit inside of them in conviction and admit like man, that was really cool like I got some stuff that I gotta forgive as well, but also for the unbeliever and like wow, like that Was really cool. He just forgave me and and I felt bad about that. But he but but out of nowhere he just forgave
1: me, right? Yeah. And
0: and he moved on. And he was like, yo, we're but, tight, like it's good. But
1: what if my friend keeps sinning against me? How many times do I have to forgive him? Is so it like a one like he got three strikes and you're out, or what what's the deal with that?
0: So Matthew 1821 has a good uh reference for that, and I'm not gonna quote it exactly, but it goes along the lines of Paul, right? No, Peter, no, Peter sorry Peter's not Paul. asking Jesus he, he How asks, many times do I have to forgive my brother? And and he asks he asks Jesus, Should I forgive him seven times? And Jesus goes on to say, No, you should forgive him seventy seven times, which is in reference to you forgive and you forgive and you forgive
1: and you forgive again, right? Yes. There's no limit. You should forgive. You should be eager to forgive too, especially if the person seeks it out. Like, exactly, we are and- called to forgive because Christ forgave us. So if someone asks, is, repents, and asks for forgiveness, yeah, there's no reason to hold it back. Which kind of goes into the whole, but what it, but forgiving forgiveness takes time. Like I have to get over it and yeah. all that. What What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I wanna I wanna go to the back to the first part of what you just said and got questions had a really good little uh sentence that uh um I wanted to say in here and it it was that forgiveness we, we should find delight in forgiving right yeah. because when we when we analyze the fact that Jesus died on the cross like gave his life to forgive us the ultimate sacrifice when you truly mm-hmm. understand that forgiving others should be a delight to us Yes. that we
1: get to do that without death, yeah, right? We should be overjoyed to be exactly. able to forgive people like Christ forgave us because we are supposed to be live like Jesus did and he was the ultimate sacrifice and forgiveness for our sins. Mm-hmm. So we should have that joy when we get to follow his example and forgive others. Exactly. And so to the second point,
0: uh, that question that you asked, uh, There was a, there was a really good phrase that we heard where I heard it from,
1: I'd just like to give a quick shout out to my good friend, Dave Matthews. Yes, I had a good conversation with him earlier in the day What? and I was talking to him about forgiveness and, And, um, Dave said, Dave was
0: quoted saying healing. Well, Dave said he heard this from someone else, right? No.
1: So Dave was talking, I think the story went that he was talking to one of his friends about Mm -hmm. forgiveness and they were saying, like, it takes time to forgive people i I don't know if i'm like can do it yet and dave said that he really doesn't think it should take time to forgive as soon as that person like we should forgive right away exactly and the part that takes time is the healing exactly not not necessarily the forgiveness part we should forgive right away but that doesn't mean it's ultimate healing I would say and it doesn't mean the relationship all of a sudden has to be perfect again yeah. or trust has to be fully restored or whatnot. but we should forgive so that that person doesn't owe us a debt anymore like exactly. their debt is taken is like erased and in
0: turn they can work on that sin if it's a repeated sin that they're dealing with right mm-hmm. and, and through your forgiveness to them they're then able to analyze themselves and seek to be better and in, in, in their removal of sin and their yeah. removal of um, harm against one another right yeah Um, and so I think along the lines of that too, we can, in our sinful nature, we can tend to elevate ourselves above those. Like Mm -hmm. if, if say Josh, if you came to me and asked for forgiveness for something that you did, you know, in, in my sin nature, it would be like, oh yeah, I forgive you. But like in my heart, it's like, oh, I'm better than Josh because you know, he sinned against me and he had to come ask for forgiveness from me and I, I gave it willingly, which is not true because yes. Matthew, Matthew 7, 3 is a really good reference and it's, it's a pretty common one, but I'm going to read it real quick. It says, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye and do not notice the log that is in your own eye? And Matthew 7, the beginning, uh, talks a lot about judgment and judgment of others, right? And so that reference really tells us that we're, we're called to forgive, but we're not better, right we we mm-hmm. are sinful, we are wretched, we are you know just as guilty as they are, and in us elevating ourselves to a higher position than it's, them through them coming to for asking yeah, for I definitely say
1: it's much easier to remember when someone sinned against you versus when you sinned against them, right, and that can be a tough thing because you're thinking i'm for example, if I'm thinking, hey Owen sinned against me like what's his problem when he's at the same time thinking, Hey, Josh sinned against me And so I'm worried about the little speck when his in his eye mm-hmm. instead of thinking, Hey, what what did I contribute to this conflict? Right. And I heard a great illustration JP by JP on one of his episodes of Becoming Something and he was talking about how in every conflict basically there's gonna be probably no situation Mm. where a hundred percent of the blame rests on one person yeah and so he was giving an example of how this guy couldn't couldn't reconcile with his dad and couldn't forgive his dad he had bad problems and he's like i just said hey what percent of the fault would you attribute to yourself And the guy I think said 2%. Mm -hmm. And so then JP said, well, then go own 100% of that 2%. And,
0: and that right there is, is the perfect example of like, we are all sinful. And there's like Josh said, there's no situation where we are going to be 100% in the right, you know? And so even if it's, even if it's 1%, like whatever it is, we are called to forgive as well and And there are so many instances where we can ask for forgiveness, and if there's ever a time where like we think that we are without sin and don't need forgiveness, like you're probably wrong because we're sinful by nature, that's just who we are and so like that like that quote says, own one hundred percent of that two percent or that one percent or that five percent or, or that twenty percent 20- yeah
1: oh I think it's a great um example to the other person as well, especially in the non if it's a non-Christian because if you're dealing with conflict with a Christian, it, uh, it's easier to reconcile. I think just cause you come from the same worldview. You yeah. understand the value of forgiveness, but even if it's a tough Christian and they're not appalled, like asking for forgiveness, it's just, you go to them and you say, Hey, I am partly responsible for mm-hmm. this. I want your forgiveness and I'm, repenting and that just shows them hey I'm it just shows them that you don't think 100% of the blame goes to them right it could lead to them asking for your forgiveness although it may not it might not and it's, but and, it's a great way to
0: start, I think. And like we talked about earlier, it's just setting an example, right? If it's a fellow believer, you would hope that the Holy Spirit is stirred inside of them to ask for forgiveness as well, right? And that also kind of ties into Matthew 18 a little bit, where it's if your brother has sinned against you, go to them personally and show them their fault and and address it with them, right? And so, if it's a believer, right, we you would hope that the Holy Spirit is certain inside of them in conviction.
1: But if it's an unbeliever right that's gonna blow their mind yeah it's definitely also an easier way to start that whole conflict if I have a problem with Owen and I want to bring it up it's just to go and say hey I think we have a problem in this certain area
0: yeah
1: I think I was partly at fault too would you please forgive me Mm -hmm. and then just see how they respond it opens it up a whole lot more than just saying like hey you did this to me what are you gonna do about it you know yeah it just fosters that conversation better, and I think will probably lead to more of a reconciliation when both of you ask for free each, each other's forgiveness. And I don't know, I yeah. lost what, what the you, rest you, of that I was gonna say.
0: You you killed it. You you nailed it. Um, now I I would like to end this podcast with a question. Okay. Yes, this is and... an interesting question. And this question, we don't necessarily know the answer to. We're going to give our thoughts on it, but we would love it if you guys took this question apart. We're going to definitely, we're
1: definitely doing more research. We're going to ask some people who know more than us. Exactly. And just see what they think because it's super interesting. Yeah. But Josh,
0: should we forgive those who haven't repented? Or in other words, if someone has sinned against me, should I forgive them
1: before they've repented
0: repented and asked for forgiveness from me?
1: I It's definitely, I can see it either way, because we're called to forgive as Christ forgave, and God forgives when we repent, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. I think so. And so, if we're called to forgive as God forgives, should we only forgive the person when they sin against us, right. or should... And we have that heart of we're ready to forgive as soon as they ask. Or should we say you're forgiven even though you haven't repented yet? I forgive you. When you repent, you're still forgiven.
0: And I think that's exactly it right there in my mind. Again, we don't know this for sure. But like Josh said, preparing your heart. And, and, And we can go back to Matthew 18 with this too and going to your brother addressing an issue. But preparing your heart for this person to ask forgiveness from you. Right. But on top of that, I think we can also pray. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and prayer is a powerful thing in which we can, we can ask that the Lord would convict our brothers and sisters in Christ and say, Hey, they sinned against me and I love them as a brother or I love them as a sister. And I want to grow in relationship with them further. And I want to glorify you through it all. Like, like, Lord, would you please convict their heart And allow me to forgive in the way that you forgive
1: us. I also think it could be kind of seen as the whole like quote unquote transaction of forgiveness is not complete until both the person has repented and has been forgiven. So if Owen has sinned against me and I've forgiven him in my heart, but he hasn't acted, he hasn't repented. It's just interesting to think like I have forgiven him, but is the forgiveness complete since right. he hasn't repented? So that's yeah. something we're looking into more. And we just thought it's an interesting question to mm-hmm. pose to our listeners, just to have them reflect and think about it. Absolutely. Because I'm interested to see what other people have to say. And, and let gonna, us know. We're going to go to people who know more than us and see what they think. Exactly, And hopefully back it up biblically. Uh, there's a great read on Got Questions that says, since God withholds forgiveness, should we? And it's, it brings up an interesting point in view. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we got the idea for the question, yeah. Because I never really thought about it. So exactly, I think and it's interesting to throw out there for everyone to yeah, ponder.
0: Exactly, and let us work. know seriously if you know some person, please reach out, ask for coffee, if you have and a coffee, be like, good "Hey, good Bible verse for that yeah, or something?" Like let send us it know, in, please. And And finally, I would say that you know Josh and I are always striving to be better, and we're always seeking to improve and become more Christ-like. And so through this, we are wanting to, you know, address issues in our own life and if there is any area where uh Josh feels that he has sinned against someone or I feel like I have sinned against someone or I feel like I've sinned against Josh like um we are seeking to bring that to light and to and to ask for forgiveness in that area so we would challenge you guys to do the same thing is just take a minute to analyze your own life and and see if there's a grudge that you're holding on to or or reflection on, man, I, I said that to this person last week, or I did this to that person a month ago, even. And, and that's kind of getting to me. And I think I should go ask for forgiveness. So, uh, like, like those who are more mature and wiser than us, we're always seeking for, you know, to become more Christ-like. And so we would challenge you guys to
1: to address that as well and grow
0: with yep. us. So,
1: Y'all, this has been an awesome episode. I'm going to start a trend here. I think I'm going to start a tradition <laughs> where I just give you a word at the very end. I was going to bring it up. And Can so- I do the word? Oh, bro. Wait, I have
0: if, a really okay, good word. Okay, say
1: the word and I'll tell you if it's good or okay, not. Okay, I was going to say watermelon. Watermelon? Okay, we're going to go. We're gonna. I'm going to throw in a little twist. It's okay. going to be all y'all watermelon just because of the y'all. We got to okay. stick with the y'all. I'm a cowboy now. Okay, cool. All right, we love y'all, all y'all. <laughs> watermelon genuinely all y'all watermelon all y'all watermelon no we really do appreciate
0: you guys and we hope that you have a blessed rest of your week
1: or day peace bye